Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 760, recorded live on April 29th, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who's got Lemon Lime Spindrift, Dave Play. Oh, hi. And the man who's got Summer Freeze, due with a blast of summer Americana. Andy Lowe, hi. Hang on, hold up. What should summer Americana taste like? I don't know. I'm going to find out. Like if I if I could describe to you the taste of summer Americana, I mean yes. like suntan lotion, <laughs> like aerosol sunscreen and sand, bug repellent too. Mm. Right, deet. Mm-hmm. Mm. It would taste like deet and citronella. Well, the outside <laughs> um, has the classic red, white, and blue popsicles on them. And this mm-hmm. is very sweet. It's also very blue. That's that's the flavor, sweet and blue. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's got a little bit of the cherry. What what are those things called? The, the the red, white, and blue popsicles. What are they? Rocket pops. Rocket pops. Bomb pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I'm guessing the flavor that they're trying to go for. Which I've never had bomb pops or rocket pops or whatever they are. You know, they're they're just like cherry, raspberry, and more. I think they're actually just cherry flavor. I think it's just three colors, but it's just all cherry. Well, let's see. Let's see. Popsicle, the brand, calls them firecrackers. <clears throat> they don't really say. Oh, wait, hey, the cherry. Lemon and blue raspberry is the popsicle version of it. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Let's see the original bomb pops, cherry, lime, and blue raspberry. So I can taste the cherry. Not really tasting the lime though, or the blue raspberry. It's it's definitely blue it's though. So, but just the ch- but it's blue. Mm-hmm. Weird. We're talking like voltage blue. Yeah, no, I I understand. Yeah, well, because raspberry blue. Yeah, yeah, not like Baja Blast blue, which that one. Oh, that's going to be coming out soon, isn't it? It's summertime. When's that one coming out? I don't know. Come on, Daddy wants to know. (laughs) Nope, they haven't announced the official release of that yet. But this one literally just came out. So, uh, let's see. When did when did Pitch Black come out. Okay. Um, okay. Through June 16th. So I'm guessing middle of June, late June is when Baja Blast is going to come out. So came out in May last year. Damn it. Andy, you're, I, one of our connections is getting funky. Um, and I don't think it's mine. Might be mine. Hold on, let me let me mess with the Wi-Fi. It might be mine. Speed test has taken a long time to load. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. You are excused. Hold on, I'm gonna don't test the speed. Go for a VoIP test. That's what I want. Okay, testing the VoIP test. Survey says my latency is low. My jitter is low. Download seems okay. Upload seems. 
to be duplicate. So I'm I'm same up, same down. Okay. Yeah. No, they, I uh, I was at the the Torch Club last month, and I was literally sitting across the from one of the project managers for Metronet. Metronet is the people who are installing fiber in our neighborhood, and I'm sitting there just looking at them, going, "Where's my fiber?" You said that you're doing fiber in my neighborhood. Where is my where's where's my fiber? Where is it? They're like, have you looked at? I'm like, yes. How did I've they looked. respond? They 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 said we have that we have that construction map up there, and I'm like, yes, I know. I've looked at that construction map, and it says that you're putting it in my neighborhood, but but where is it? So, <clears throat> yes, the vice president of residential sales says we're getting closer. And I'm like, that's not helpful. <laughs> I want numbers. None of this. You want dates. Yes, I want dates. I want installed dates. And they are saying, ah, whenever we get to it. Yep. <clears throat> well, it sounds like the action's better now, so. Yeah, at least there's that. Why is that not working? Oh, because I've got my HTML5 blocked. <laughs> That's why it's not working. Everything's HTML5 now, unless it's not. So, how was your week, Dave? How was my week? It was good. It was good. I took a half day sick day. I wasn't feeling well, wasn't getting anything done, couldn't focus, so I came home. Um, I finished watching The Good Place. I spent a lot of time playing a video game throughout the week. I uh, got the driveway taken care of with the concrete. I learned about concrete because there was a YouTube video about it. Um, <laughs> what? No, it's just the, the, you know, at least you called it concrete and not cement. That was a big part of the YouTube video. <laughs> yes, that's... I was literally reading a book to Isaac tonight before we went to bed. And in the book, it had said cement truck. And I just looked at him and I'm like, we know what's wrong about this, right? And he goes, yes, it's supposed to be concrete truck. You know, the thing is, concrete has cement in it. Yes, but it is a concrete mixer. It is a concrete mixer. That is that is true. You know, uh, it's, it's, I've seen many of them in the last couple of weeks because of all the work they're doing just outside of my building at work. Ah, yeah, no, this is uh, fun. I haven't, I you know, they, they got uh, <clears throat> they were out at the transmitter site this week. I wasn't because you know, no longer working for them. But um, they were uh, having to drill through the wall to install the mini split, <clears throat> and this is. Turns out, um, 12-inch thick, solid concrete walls. So um, so a foot solid a, concrete. A foot of solid concrete. Um, they, they were taking a little bit of time to get that installed. Yeah. And it turns out the old transmitter building, or the old transmitter, does not actually fit through the door. Uh-oh. So they were trying to remove the old transmitter, and they couldn't because it literally is too big to fit through the door. So we're now wondering if they literally put the transmitter there and built the building around it. Because you, you never think to measure that. You're like, oh, this thing got in through the door, therefore it must have gotten – you You can get it out through the door. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Turns out this is not the case. So they're going to – because they're just going to scrap it. They're just going to go after it with – 
basically just sawzalls and you know angle grinders and just chop it to pieces mm-hmm. so they can get it out the building so they can get it out of the building but don't have to worry about that so that's gonna be not fun. your job anymore nope <clears throat> yeah i've just been uh dealing cool. with uh things around the house here i got my desk set up in the basement and I installed... Hey, this is a right stand-sit desk? Yes. This was the... I had the base from the Herman Miller outlet store up in Holland. Uh, I didn't have a tabletop, though, so I went to um, Lowe's and got a two-foot-by-four-foot laminated shelf. <clears throat> and I just, you know, screwed that to the tabletop, and then, boom, I have a two-foot-by-four-foot desk that goes up and down. Um, but then I also, I did, I redid the light downstairs in the basement. Um, so we have a drop ceiling there. So I got an actual like Mm -hmm. led drop ceiling light. Um, and now I see why they didn't have, uh, an led light in the location that they did because there are conduits running. (laughs) Oops. Yes. So, uh, turns out if I turn the light sideways, it would fit. So I, there's the lights now you know, in the one spot that the light can go. So that was fun dealing with that. And then I just, um, I went to go install some smart switches so I can, you know, get the lights on and all that fun stuff. And the switches down there in the basement don't have the neutral wire in the outlet boxes. And if anybody's installed smart switches, you know that you need the neutral wire in the outlet box in order to run for most smart switches yes yeah which really sucks yep uh i I think i told you when i was figuring out my smart switch situation that there's like two outlets that are wired like backwards for the neutral like not (laughs) not backwards backwards but the neutral that should go through one doesn't but goes through the other for like (sighs) it's a three-way switch that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Yes. It's a three-way switch, but the one that has the neutral wire, like, have the um, the live wire. The hot. Yes. Yeah. That's That was the same way with our three-way switches up here in the dining room, which is why the three-way switches never worked correctly, because they had wired one up backwards and one up the right way, and so the two switches were not actually set up in a correct three-way switch configuration. Yep. Yeah. But these are set up in a correct three-way switch configuration. It's just the neutral wire is on the wrong side. Because <laughs> a, a three-way switch, like the the hot comes into one, and then you have the two traveler wires coming off of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes from there to the next switch, which goes to the load, which then goes back down to the box afterwards. Yeah, that's one of the but ways. the neutral should... wire is in the load one. That, yeah, that's technically a way you can do it. I, three-way switches it, are always... It is always... technically how you could do it, but it means you can't use a smart three-way switch. I think so. I'd have to actually draw this out. But, but yeah, no downstairs... You trust me on this. Yeah, you yeah. can't use a smart three-way switch on this because switch, there's a primary and a secondary. That's how the smart three-ways work. There's a yes. primary and a secondary, a master and a slave. And yes. the master one is the one that needs both the the hot wire and the neutral wire. Yeah, I got to I'm going to I'm going to just agree with you because it's and late. And diagram it out later? Yes, I'll diagram it out later and 
Okay. Check. If you figure out that I'm wrong, cool. Tell me how I'm supposed to wire this thing up. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, down in the basement, there's just, there's no neutral in the box and which, you know, which just makes sense because that wasn't a code until later. Um, so, uh, one of them, I don't know how we're going to deal with that. Um, especially with the way the wiring is set up in there. It's so wackadoodle because yeah. the wires are not actually, it doesn't look like the wires are coming from the corner of where the actual circuit breaker is. So the wire is like going around three sides of a square instead of just one side of a square. But then also the switch for the basement lights is at the top of the stairs. And no joke, they ran the wire through the HVAC ducts. That's a bad idea. It's 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 entirely legal. It's okay. Is it? It is. Really? I, I looked up I looked up the building codes on this one, and there's nothing in the building code about running your Romex inside your HVAC. I know it's it sounds sketchy, and of course. I can't do anything to the wiring because it's literally inside the ducts. So I'd have to completely disconnect it and then somehow try and feed like two wires, which I think I actually probably could actually pull two. If I take the box out, I could tie two Romex to the one and that way I could have the neutral going into the into the switch, right? Yeah. Be a pain I'm in going the- to agree with you because it's late. <laughs> Yeah, the, the other one, though, is the fact that um, the other switch is on the outside wall, and it turns out there's actually no insulation between the wood paneling and the outside foundation wall. So I can just drop another piece of Romex down there into the box and wire that one up correctly. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, I was going yeah, to replace... Totally. Th- I was going to replace the lights down there anyway, because this new light is so much brighter than the old ones. And I'm just like, damn, if our basement could be this bright normally, why don't I do something about it? So I'm gonna I'm gonna tear out the old fluorescent tubes and put in an LED one, and we'll go from there. So yes, electrical work. Can we talk about future. topics? Yes, we can talk about topics that are not <laughs> and not home. home improvement electrical work. Yep, we've got some EV topics, uh, and we've got some other power topics. So we could we could stay on the electricity line if you would like. Sure. Let's well, talk about electricity. Okay. Well, the first thing is General Motors has confirmed that they are ending the Chevy Bolt. The Bolt is the fully electric, right? Yes. As opposed to the Volt, which was the electric for the first 40 miles and then ice. Yes. Why are they it just, it's not selling? Um, let's see. What are they saying? The production of both the Bolt EV and the Bolt EUV will cease later this year at its factory in Orion Township, Michigan. Because GM needs the Orion plant. They are apparently expanding the Orion plant and would like to make the Chevy Silverado EV. They're going to plant and make a pickup truck EV. And, um, oh, they're going to launch the Equinox EV as well. So they're they're oh basically they're going to they're going to drop one. On the equinox. I don't know what is this. What does this say? Let's see. Starts at thirty thousand two hundred and eighty mile range. Still not good enough to drive from here to Ann Arbor. 
Is that what you're, is that what you're waiting for? Which I mean, like I can't, I can't wait for that, Andy, because no. it's a 400 mile trip. There's no way they're going to make a 400 mile EV. Well, the Silverado EV that they're talking about is promising a 400 mile range. Right, but even if they're promising a 400 mile range in the winter, that's not under be. actual conditions. You're going to get like 300 out of it. Yeah, that's true. So let's check this. Go to Ann Arbor. If I go from here home to Kalamazoo, what is it from here to? That's 300 miles. So even that would be like a stretch in that truck. And I don't want a truck. <laughs> even if it's an EV, I don't want a truck. The energy still has to come from somewhere. Well, you got solar panels, right? I do. I do at that. They offset a lot of my electricity, but not all of it. Nope. Yeah, from from here to you is a like most of an EV, and then I'd have to like stay there for a couple hours to let it charge up for the rest of the trip. Well, there are um who that was uh, who's got the who's got the ones next to Myers on Westnidge? It's I think those might be superchargers. So Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. So you could either do the Tesla ones at Meyer. There is some EV spots next to the movie theater. That could be what you do <laughs> for a couple hours. Stop at the I movie know. theater, plug in your car, go see a movie. Andy, I have a dog. <laughs> That's you're right. That will not work. Never mind. Not leaving my dog in the car while it's charging. And also, it's already like a six-hour trip. I don't want to throw a movie in halfway through. Yeah, that won't work. No. So the problem with EVs So the Bolt is is dying. Yes. Bolt is dying. GM is going to use the plant for something else. Yes. So other electric news. Uh Uh-huh. So Voyager 2. Oh, I read about this. Yeah. I did read about this. So Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 are powered by RTGs, which is basically a nuclear reactor, right? Radiogenic. No, it's not a reactor. Uh, A nuclear reactor generates heat to to push steam through a turbine yeah there's no there's no moving parts on these things it's just yeah this is this is not a a turbine base this is directly converting heat to electricity which we can do just not very efficiently but when your material is making heat for basically for free because it's radioactive and like not just kind of radioactive like highly radioactive Trying to see what is in there. What's in the plutonium 210? PL 210? Uh, no, sorry, not plutonium. Uh, polonium 210? No, sorry. Polonium no, that was that, that was the first one. The one on Voyager 2, plutonium 238. That's what's on Voyager 2. So yeah, PU 238. <laughs> Half-life of 87.7 years. Okay. So it's been out there for how many years now? 45 years, eight months, and nine days. So about a quarter of it should be gone. Yes. So they were, um, yeah, a quarter of the energy. They're not going to get any more energy. So they were debating (laughs) on 
if they had to turn off some of their scientific instruments. Mm-hmm. Which, since you know, Voyager Two and Voyager One are the only things out there that we can actually, you know, use for scientific investigation. Mm-hmm. Turning off one of the last five—it's five, right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there are five active scientific uh, instruments on there. They would not be pleasant. <clears throat> so they, uh, NASA, decided to basically hack the the power system on Voyager Two. And they basically have a a voltage regulator that they're powering to make sure that everything, you know, there are no spikes in the system. Mm -hmm. They've decided to turn off the voltage regulator. Oh. But they've said, literally, it's been going for 45 years. Everything is stable. We have a feeling we're not going to need the voltage regulator as much as we thought we would have needed it. I mean, if you don't need it, then cool. Yep. So they've they've decided to turn it off, and that means they can keep all five of the instruments running until twenty twenty six now. So, you know, they're they're sacrificing a little bit of a safety net, but then they'll be able to literally get another three years out of the space probe before they have to start turning off um, instruments. Voyager 1 actually does not have this problem because they had a failure. Which one? What failed in Voyager 1? That's disabled, 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 active. I think, oh yeah, I think it was the plasma spectrometer was uh, defective and it failed early in the, um, early in the, the mission. So they just turned it off. So now they don't have to worry as much about the um they get a lot more power yeah well because they didn't have to use as much power in the beginning if i remember correctly oh also after 2036 both probes will be out of the range of the deep space network oops (laughs) so well that that answers mike that question Uh, I mean, I guess at that point they wanted to just keep measuring as much as they can and just, yeah, would, in case it, we do, ever catch up to it. Or build a better radio antenna to receive whatever they're yeah, sending. But like, the, well, part of it is how powerful is their antenna, right? That's, like That's true. Yeah, it's transmission and reception. So <clears throat> that's the... Uh, that's the excellent question. Yeah, if they, if they're not broadcasting, you've got to have one heck of a receive antenna, and even then, yeah, you're going to well, lose. Especially to pick up the the like signal from the noise. Yeah. Oh, Voyager One is expected to reach the Oort cloud in about three hundred years. I will not be around to see that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Nope. As as much as dang, that's a far far way away. Yep. Well, let's see. Should we go with space or should we go with trains? I mean, we're still talking about space, so more space. All right, more space. Um, The uh, Japanese lander that was supposed to have landed on the moon might have landed on the moon uh, at an alarming speed. (laughs) A bit of it forcefully. Yes, a bit forcefully. Look, it's because not the speed that, that matters. It's the rapid deceleration. <laughs> Yes. Um, they lost contact with it. I think what, uh, what did it say? When they lose contact sometime during the landing sequence, could not get 
pick it back up again after 25 minutes after it was supposed to have landed. So they think it crashed into the moon. So that means there have been two attempts at a privately funded moon lander and two failures. So, oh for two. You know what would be hilarious is if it was another metric to English units thing. Oh. Which, like, shouldn't happen. No, because this... Shouldn't happen anywhere any, at this point. This this was an entirely privately funded Japanese company, so there should be only... It should have been entirely in Japanese, actually. Right. So, <laughs> hopefully they didn't do a stupid mistake would, like that. You'd hope so. Yeah. So that didn't work out as planned, but um, let's see, I think there are two U.S. companies that are going to try and land on the moon sometime this year. This year? Yes. Are you counting SpaceX among them? Well, uh, the two private companies. Um, Astrobotic says their lander is ready to fly, but they're waiting on ULA to complete their rocket. So who knows when that's going to happen? Um, An intuitive machine says they're going to fly on a Falcon 9, but they have not completed their lander yet. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Speaking of SpaceX and that sort of thing, the uh, China announced the plan for their Long March 9 rocket and their Long March 5G crew launcher. And Mm -hmm. the, the Long March 9 rocket looks very familiar. Is it basically SpaceX's Starship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look you look at it and go, "Oh, this is a this is a I hate to say it, a Chinese knockoff of Starship." Yeah. I mean, I'm I'd, I'd be very surprised if there was not some corporate espionage going on there. Mhm. That it just looks very familiar. <clears throat> I mean, the other one looks like a Falcon Heavy. Yeah, no, the, the, the 5G looks exactly like the Falcon Heavy. and this. But granted, the Falcon Heavy right. looked like, oh, what was that one? God, I, would, I had watched those YouTube videos. I was into those rocket YouTube videos for a bit. So I had seen, like, all of the rockets. And there was one on there that looked like a Falcon Heavy, and I don't remember what it was. I'm gonna have to go watch that video YouTube video again, but not today. It's late. It is. Yeah, you you will just have to go look at it, Andy. Yes, I'll I'll go look at it later. But yeah, no, the okay. Long March Nine looks to be in exact. Not well, about exact. Not exact. Yeah, inspired by. Yes. Right, like insanely inspired by. Mm-hmm. Might have been stolen from. Yeah. Um, other SpaceX news, they have, yeah. out in California, mm-hmm. um, gotten a lease from Space Launch Delta 30 of the Space Launch 6 launch pad. So this is a established second. launch pad in California? Yes, yes this, is, this will be SpaceX's second launch pad out in California, because this was the launch pad for the Delta IV heavy launches, but there are no mm-hmm. more Delta IVs. So mm-hmm. it's been sitting vacant since September of last year. So I'm guessing <clears throat> SpaceX the entire time was going, hey, what are you guys doing with that? Can we borrow that? 
hey, can we can we borrow that? Of course, if I were uh, what is this? Both the Air Force and Space Force, the people who are responsible for that pad, uh, I'd be a little nervous after watching the the Starship uh, pad evaporate. Well, this I think this one is going to be just for Falcon rocket launches and yeah, not I for know. Starship. I'm a joke game. Yeah, yeah, I know. God, looking at that post views on that Starship, man, that. The pad from Starship? Yeah, it just looked oof. Yeah. So about that environmental impact study they did. Actually, the um, who who put out a re- – hold on. One – a government agency to actually – who – which was it? Was it Fish and Wildlife? Who put out – I'm trying to find Why the – Why would Fish and Wildlife be involved? Who, who did that? I'm trying to find the um, – the article where I was reading about that <clears throat> was it Starship? Or maybe if, if I do Starship Fish, will that get me the what I'm looking for? Ah, here we go. I don't know. Fish and Wildlife Service documents damage from Starship launch. Um, they just uh, there was debris, pulverized um, concrete, but they because um. They're in charge of the Lower Rio Grande Valley National Wildlife Refuge, which is right next to Boca Chica, Texas. Boca Chica, yep. So the Fish and Wildlife said that um, scattered debris over hundreds of acres and created a small brush fire, but did not kill any wildlife. So Uh, any wildlife? That's what it says. I'd be actually a little surprised if that were the case. Uh, at this time, no dead birds or wildlife have been found on refuge-owned land or managed lands. Yeah, says did the you agency. see what it did to that concrete pad? I know that's what they that they had talked about. How there were impacts from the launch included numerous large c- concrete chunks, stainless steel sheets, metal, yep. and other objects hurled thousands of feet away. A plume of pulverized concrete that deposited material up to 6.5 miles northwest of the pad site. (laughs) Yeah, he says that they'll be able to go in one to two months, but I think... mm, I think they're going to ask for a bit of a uh, a follow-up evaluation. Okay, so this is what Musk said during a chat, actually, earlier today. Uh, the outcome was roughly sort of what I expected and maybe slightly exceeded my expectations. Um, uh, the, uh, expectations, he said, were that the vehicle would get clear of the pad and get significant data during the flight, including through Max-Q. Um, the three engines at startup did not explode, but the system didn't think they were healthy enough to bring them to full thrust. 30 working engines was the minimum needed for liftoff. 30, you need 30 engines to work for minimum liftoff. That's how big And they had how many? Well, 30. (laughs) Uh, T plus 27 seconds. Raptor 19 lost communications at the same time that some kind of energetic event broke off part of the heat shield around that engine and three others. At that point, there were visible fires coming from the aft end of the rocket. I mean, I'd hope that there's fire coming from the aft of the rocket <laughs> yes. when the rocket is firing, but I presume they mean additional fire or 
fire that wasn't supposed to be there. Yes, no, that's you want you want the pointy end up and the flame flamey end down. But I'm guessing there was more yeah. flamey end than they need they wanted at the time. Than, than they actually wanted. Yes. Um well, this is actually okay, so at T plus sixty two seconds there was an additional heat shield damage around another Raptor engine thirty. Although that engine continued to operate at T eighty five seconds, things really hit the fan. He said, <laughs> um, <laughs> "Yeah, if by things you mean concrete shards." Roughly from this point onwards, we lose thrust vector control of the rocket. Oh, so at T eighty five seconds, they couldn't steer the <laughs> rocket anymore. And how long? Um, when did they terminate it? Yeah, that's what. Was, what at what time did they actually terminate flight? I thought it was like two minutes into it, but they knew at 85 seconds that they couldn't steer it. Mm -hmm. Um, He said that booster nine is going to be the next one to fly. He doesn't know which starship will be attached to it. Um, He's said the launch will be a repeat of the flight profile of the original flight. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, at so stage separation was supposed to be at two minutes and 52 seconds. And flight terminal cut two minutes and fifty seconds. So they knew for at least a minute and a half that they couldn't steer the rocket, and they waited that long before they terminated. <laughs> they were just letting it go, <laughs> like ah, we can just let it go. We'll see if we then we'll see if the rest of it works. Oh, it's not working. Okay, maybe right. maybe we should maybe we should we should we should terminate the flight. Maybe anybody anybody. Yep. Well, apparently because. They had lost engines. Like the the getting to max Q took longer than it should have. Oh, so maybe they were waiting which means to get. There was more stress on the rocket for a longer amount of time. <clears throat> but even so, like yeah, for a, a minute or so, minute and a half, they knew that they couldn't steer it. But oh, they just here we let go. It go. He said, while controllers initiated the flight termination system, it took about forty seconds for the explosives to oh. rupture the tanks. Really? Took four. That sounds seconds. like a bad idea. <laughs> That's something that needs to be looked at. So there's there's a but chunk of your I, time right there. I was there. under the impression that flight termination systems like boom yeah that's that's I thought yeah you push the button the rocket explodes right away not forty seconds later. <laughs> forty seconds later, the rocket could have been on the ground. And then explode. Yes. Requalifying that flight termination system will be the long lead item for the next launch. Well, yeah, I feel like that one needs to be. Yeah. 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 Really? Like, why did it take 40 seconds? Mm-hmm. I'm just picturing like a Rube Goldberg machine inside the <laughs> rocket. <laughs> this fuse goes off. It sets this um like little small explosion that knocks a thing into something else that lights a match that burns a string that has a hammer that starts whacking a valve <laughs> that opens up and lets a little bit of the methane out <sighs> <clears throat> yeah that's that's not that's not right no no yeah here I'll I'm going to add this to the topic list Okay, so um, we should probably bring up a little bit of video game news. Sure. um, I'm always up for video game news. Well, there's an update to the... um, I linked the wrong article. 
Yes, you did. Yes, I did. EA is pulling their games from Russia and Belarus. That is not what the uh, article was that I wanted. Cheers to, to you, EA Games. <laughs> um, what I wanted to link was the fact that the CMA released their final ruling on the Microsoft. CMA is the the European, the British, UK Co- Competition okay. and Markets Authority. So it's the the UK Antitrust. Yes. So the UK Antitrust Group is saying that they are going to block the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger. And this is their reasoning over concerns the deal would alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market. But but cloud gaming isn't a future. <laughs> no. Hello Stadia they, like, and everyone keeps Stadia. trying it. <laughs> And it keeps failing. That I am what? That that's their they're reasoning. They're blocking it because they're concerned about how it could impact competition for cloud gaming. Yes. When no one is doing cloud gaming well, and Activision isn't like is Activision even pursuing cloud gaming? I mean, Microsoft is. Yes, Microsoft's got the Xbox Game Xbox Game Pass, but but that's not even cloud gaming, right? That's just the game and play it. Or that's cloud gaming in that like you can stream from your Xbox to some Okay, so they say Microsoft already accounts for an estimated 60 to 70% of global cloud gaming services and has other important strengths in the cloud gaming from owning Xbox, the leaning the leading PC operating system, Windows, and a global cloud computing infrastructure, Azure and Xbox Cloud Gaming. Azure. Azure, sure. Whatever their not Amazon Web Services thing that they have. Let's see. The deal would reinforce Microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over important gaming content, such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. The evidence available to the CMA indicates that, absent the merger, Activision would start providing games via cloud platforms in the foreseeable future. Bullshit. <laughs> this is this is a this is a, this is a weird weak, turn of events. This is a weak argument. This is a weak argument. I yeah, like super appealable. Guys, if you're going to go after Microsoft for this thing, could you maybe come up with a stronger case, please? Uh, The regulator said that the number of monthly active users for cloud gaming in the UK has more than tripled between the start of 2021 and the end of 2022, with the sector forecast to be worth £1 billion by 2026. Well, I mean, it's not hard to triple from three to nine. (laughs) Chances of this billion pounds is a lot. Like, yes. Oh wait, wait. Uh, who's saying billion? Is that it's got to be a, an American billion, right? Because isn't a British billion a million millions, not a thousand millions? I well, or is that kind of gone by the wayside? I think that's gone by the wayside. 
In official UK statistics, the term is now used to denote 1,000 million. Historically, it used to mean a million million. USA, USA, USA. So, of course, Microsoft and Activision have both said that they're going to appeal this to uh, some group in the UK. The UK Competition Appeals Tribunal, um, which they said um, uh, most people say they deal with most of their cases within nine months. If they win, then the case will be returned to the CMA. But the sticker on this is technically... um, there is a timeline with the um, with the merger, and mm-hmm. if it is not um, done in time, I think Microsoft owes Activision a bunch of money. Is that why Activision was doing all the crappy lawsuit, sexual harassment stuff? Was like to try and get a poison pill in this, I- and then Microsoft said, "Ah, eh, we don't care." I I highly doubt it. Still not pleased about all of that, by the way. No. Where did I read that? Where they have a time limit on this. <clears throat> Where did I? It was that on feels one of- weird that there'd be a, a time limit because, like, the FTC could take as long as they want. Uh, here it is. As part of the merger agreement, Microsoft agreed to pay out $3 billion if the deal fell apart after April 18th, 2023. We passed. So at this point, it will cost Microsoft $3 billion to back out. Well, we'll see. They'll probably come back to the table and be like, look, we both know this is taking longer than expected. It, it, well, but it's not that if it takes longer it's that if the deal falls apart after a certain date ah okay it's the like hey we're gonna do this if we decide to cancel before this date we get to cancel scot-free if something happens after this date and we have to back out or it breaks up or it's not allowed then we'll pay you some basically like severance money reward money i don't know but they'll pay $3 billion to Activision. Mm -hmm. What's really funny was the fact that the um, Activision Blizzard's uh, quarterly report came out mere early. It came out earlier than they had originally announced, but it came out a mere hour or so after this CMA announcement was made. So it's kind of like, whoa, Activision Blizzard is trying to cover up this other piece of news with their quarterly Mm. report. Mm, could be. Yeah. That's that's very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Well, let's In see. other news, three hours ago, there was a bear spotted a mile and a half away from me. What kind of bear? A black bear. Oh, okay. A grizzly. No, just a little black bear. I mean, not little. It's like three times my size. Oh, NASA says that Russia says... Really? This is frickin' middle school again? <laughs> NASA told me that Russia said yes that um they're confirmed it will support the International Space Station through 2028. When are they bringing down this the ISS? Well, NASA, the can, uh, let's see, NASA, Canada, Europe, Japan have previously agreed to keep the station going beyond uh 2024 till uh, 2030. 
So we have five years to put plans in place to make it last another two years. Yes. Because we're going to bring it down in 2030, but Russia says they will support it through 2028. Yes. And then they're out, and we have two years to go without their support. Yes. Which I feel like at that point is two years. What are they going to do with all the parts that were, like, made in Russia? Are they just going to leave? Like, I... I'm imagining a cosmonaut, like, turning everything off as they leave and be like, well, screw you guys. Well, it could be like uh, when Sprint left our tower at work, they literally got out of the lease and then sold us all their stuff that was there for a dollar and said, hey, it's your problem now. It's yours. We don't want it. Yeah. Yep. They sold us all their equipment for a dollar. And it's still sitting up there on the tower, not doing anything. That's a lot of equipment. Uh, the Yeah, the nine antennas. and Well, they cleared everything out of the building. So it was just the stuff up on the tower that, did, that they didn't want to pay a tower crew to take down. Yeah, it was cheaper to just eat the cost than to pay a tower crew. Yep. Yes, it was. Weird. I don't make the rules. Heck, not yeah. my circus anymore, so... Don't have to worry about it. It's not even your company anymore. Nope. God, I have to keep saying that because I've been been cleaning out the garage and the basement and everything. So we've had a lot of cardboard boxes and other trash and everything. And our recycling bin and our trash bin are completely full. Um, But the uh, work is letting me use the giant trash bin and recycling bin behind the radio station because it doesn't cost them any extra because mm-hmm. we're they're just paying a flat rate for the trash company to come and pick up both the containers whether they're full or not full so i've just been every every day or so i've been driving out there to the back of the building just dumping in a bunch of cardboard for recycling or trash and stuff like that and i have to keep on remembering to say it's not work anymore it's like i'm not going to go to work i'm going to the radio station so i have to like <laughs> split that off in my head yeah. That's not work anymore. That's just the radio station. I'm going nope. over the radio station. It's just to, the radio station. Yep. It's, ju- it's just your your trash drop-off point. Right now, yeah. It's my it's the dumpster. So. Yep. So, anything else on the list that you want to talk about? Uh, I'm good. Okay. So, let's hit the randoms. It is your random review. I would like to review Hades. Ooh. Not this place. I was going to say, this review is going to get hot. Uh, I would like to review the video game named Hades by Supergiant Games. Oh, boy. So this... um, Oh, these guys did Bastion. Okay. Yep. They've done, like, four games. And they're all really good and really polished. And apparently, they require their employees to take at least 20 vacation. They don't do crunch. They require their employees to not respond to texts and emails outside of work hours. What? (laughs) Right? Well, it's a video game company. So, like, they can do that because it's not like they have critical stuff. Uh, they they have the it's ready when it's ready mentality, which is hard to do. Well, granted, they're if they're independent, then they can they can do that, you know. Right, they're they're independent, and they've done well enough in the past that they they can do that now. So this is their their newest game, uh, successful. <laughs> I say newest. It's been out for like three years. <laughs> 
Uh, Hades, Super Giant Games. Yeah. Came out in like 2020. Um, there's a sequel already? There's a sequel in the works. Oh, okay. It has, and it will be a little bit before it is released. Gotcha. Okay. It assume it's not released please no it's not no i just went to the steam page there we go yeah planned release date to be announced although for hades the first one they did do an early access and that lasted for a long time and they actually iterated with the community about that early access and like made changes based on what the community was saying oh so that was really cool so maybe they'll do that with hades too um you can see like there is a hades 2 coming Clearly good enough that they made a sequel. Yeah. For a game studio that has never made a sequel. Hades is a I guess like action adventure roguelite. Um you know, you you run through procedurally generated dungeon, fighting monsters, attacking them, gaining resources. And then some of those resources disappear when you die. Some of them you get to take back with you. And when you respawn, you can purge to make the run easier and go farther. Gotcha. Okay. In in this, dying is because the idea is you are you're not Hades. You are Hades's son, Zagreus. I didn't know he had. And did you know he had a son? I did not know. I don't think he actually has a son. Well, or at least I don't think Zagreus is actually. I think he's made up for this game. Yeah, there was a fat, uh, run. That was a run, fat boy run reference. So okay, Zagreus. Is Zagreus like literally just made up for this game? Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no for other uses. See Zagreus. Uh, nope. Zagreus is uh, a god in Greek mythology and religion. Uh, God of worship followed Orphism, first dynasty, son of Zeus and Persephone's early speeches. Okay, so they stole the name, but like it's not actually him. So Zagreus in the game is Hades' son, who would like to, for his very own personal reasons, leave the underworld. Leaving the underworld is impossible. That's the point forgetting you know for heroes that all went into the underworld and came back out the game is you trying to escape the underworld fail you respawn because you're a god trying to leave the underworld (laughs) or the son of a god trying to leave the underworld so like you just reappear back in in the house and you like walk out of a pool of blood and you're like damn it (laughs) i have to try again um, and it's just, it's really good. The gameplay is fantastic. It's very tight. Um, there are one, two, there's like six different weapons. Uh, cause there's a sword, there's a spear, there's the shield, there's the bow, there's the gloves, there's the gun. Yes, there, there is a gun. Um, and all of the weapons have advantages and disadvantages on how you play it. And they all have very different play styles. Then there's all of these combinations of buffs and bonuses you can get as you go through the levels. Um, and just like, it, it's so, so good. It's so good, Andy. The, the, and there's a story. Like, that's a difference between this and a lot of other roguelikes. But because the whole, like, death and rebirth thing is part of it, there's a story that goes along with it. And each time you die, you have an opportunity to progress some of the story and progress some of the dialogues. Hmm. Huh. Well, this seems 
like it's really good. Yeah, no, I you know I've seen Bastion, so I you know that that looked good and that sounded good. So I I yep. doubt that this is a bad looking game. No, it it looks amazing. Um, I'm playing it on computer with keyboard and mouse. Might not actually be the best way to play it. Um, it is available on the Switch, and I probably, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have bought it on the Switch. Uh, it's just, it's really fun. The humor is good, but not overwhelming because it's like kind of a serious topic. Hmm. <clears throat> it's hard. <laughs> I've, I've not beaten it yet. I've gotten past the third of fourth levels twice out of my 33 attempts. I have 20 hours logged into the game. Well, uh, what's the cost? 20 bucks, I think. Oh, and you get to pet Cerberus, which oh. is like worth worth it right there. 20, 25 right? on like, Steam right now. Yeah, because it's, you know, you're the son of Hades. Cerberus is right there. And if you think about it, Cerberus is the family dog. So you can go and pet Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Okay. I always love the game where, you know, you will die, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, Death in this game is not a like, oh my god, what did I do wrong? It's, okay, I died. I'll have to try again. All right. So Hades. All right. So let's do the random topic rolled ahead of time. What do kids listen to these days for music? I sure don't know anymore. Well, is, is pop? Well, this Taylor Swift. Um, this being in the previously in the radio industry. Yeah. Um, this was. Uh, question that has been asked multiple times let's see who was it it was headphone headphones addict i think uh, they were the ones that had the best compilation of that da, da, da. listening to music statistics it looks like half of the kids these days are listening to streaming music either through streaming, streaming music yeah, so either Spotify, Spotify, um, Pandora, um, what's the, there's one that oh. starts with a D. What's the one that starts with a D? I don't know, but like, uh, okay. So they're, where are they listening? They're listening to streaming That's servers. not what they're listening to, though. No. I mean, is like Lizzo and Taylor Swift. Okay, so yeah, so Apple Music. I guess Music, how old are the kids? Well, that's the other question, yeah, because there's not really much. Um, most of the music industry has been looking at the 18 to 65 plus age groups because those are the people that yeah. actually, you know, spend Buy money. music. Yeah. But, like, are, are kids still li- listening to, like, Raffi? Like, well, is Gemini still a thing? No, it's not still a thing. Um, Should be. <laughs> Okay, so there's yeah, streaming streaming accounts for basically half of the US listeners. And the lower the age group, the greater percentage of music streaming. Oh, oh, Deezer, D E E Z E R was the other one. So yeah, so Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, 
that stuff there is 23%. Video music streaming, so YouTube videos and such, that's 22%. And then actually, uh, broadcast radio and internet radio is third at 16%. So yeah, it's this is why I was telling people like, look, you know, I care what our stream sounds like because this is where people are listening. Um, okay, so the the age groups. Do, 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 do. Okay, so uh, pop popularity is at fifty six percent. Rock is at fifty six percent. Country is at forty nine point nine percent. So pop mostly. Well, that's for all age groups. Um, if you're looking at uh. the sixteen to thirty four <laughs> year olds, um, hip hop actually hip hop is top followed by pop and then rock what is hip like hip hop yeah rap music hip hop and rap music okay so right now if you look at the most streamed songs right now of 2022 i'm guessing um let's see oh 2022 most streamed spotified song was harry styles as it was i don't know that song uh, let's see. Uh, Glass Animals Heat Wave. Nope. Let's see. Nope. Okay, let's see. Song number three. Mike. Now I just feel like I should go down this list until we actually hit something that uh, Dave knows. Um, Stay with Justin Bieber by the kid Lario. Nope. I mean, I know of Justin. Yeah, you know Bieber. of Justin Bieber, but that was not, you know, he was just singing on the track. Um... Bad Bunny did Mi Porto Bonito and uh, I think the answer is we don't know <laughs> Dave definitely does not know I no, have, Dave does not know what the kids are listening to I can tell you where to go to see what they're listening to and I can kind of give you what genres they're listening to but but you also don't know what they're listening to no Isaac actually has been um <laughs> He's been, uh, when the last time I was in the car there, he's like, Daddy, can we turn on the radio? Because I, when I'm normally in the car, I actually don't have the radio on because that would be like the one time. Because in the radio station, you always have to have the radio on. So it's like, want to hear what's going on in the building. Yeah. So when I'm in my car, it's like, I don't want the radio on because it's been on all day. Yeah, on a station that I don't want to listen to, but I have to listen to. <laughs> so this was my like, this was my quiet time. But then Isaac's like, you know, hey, can we can we turn on the radio to listen to some music? And I'm like, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you can't turn that you can't turn that down. That's, no, that's... but it, you know, gone are the days of him wanting me to play like you know the countries of the world with flags. YouTube video over, you know, the, over the speakers. On the car and speakers. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I think that's it, Andy. Yep. It's it's late. Yep. So uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.